0: Well, I mean, let's just let's let's just do a check-in. Let's just do a little mental health check-in with everyone. It is election day as we record this. Uh, it is tense. If you are in Los Angeles, it is pouring, uh, cats and dogs. Um, we'll start with our guest, Clea Duvall. How how are you feeling?
1: Uh, I feel like there's definitely like low-level anxiety. And I kept, you know, all day had just like kept checking CNN to see if there was anything to know, even though there wasn't, and there wouldn't be for hours. I just kept checking. Um, Like somebody would put something out that said, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Um, But that didn't happen. Um, But yeah, as as the day goes on, and like, I know that polls are starting to close, I'm definitely feeling a little bit uh, uh, triggered.
0: Mhm that's fair. How are you How are you guys feeling? By that. Oh by that Matt. How are you?
2: I'm feeling okay. I just uh came from acupuncture with our friend Russell Brown and we had a discussion about this and I was like I don't I I would normally do feel triggered but this year I think it not because there's not you know uh, <laughs> the entire democracy at stake but I think it's the the amount of conversation where it's it's like this could go really badly. This could go okay. Um, it could even go kind of well. And all of those things are sort of on the table as like probable mm-hmm. outcomes. And also um, we're not really gonna know that for days, probably more like weeks, depending on which state we're talking. So that is, and I guess all that to say, it just sort of flattened my anxiety, just spread it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not feeling it acutely in this sure. moment that's i mean nice. as long as rick caruso yeah. wins you know that's <laughs> oh I'm boy i oh, know god, a dancing
1: god, fountain on every corner
2: oh i mean oh. look i go to the americana once a week to see
0: a movie I mean, but who god damn it, it.
1: Mm. yeah
0: dave how are you where are you emotionally i'm okay I'm okay i will say the new rick caruso mall at sportsman's lodge in studio city the parking situation is a karen bass ad Waiting to happen. I don't know why she didn't capitalize on it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I don't think it, I didn't know that even existed. I yeah, yeah. I oh, that does it. That's a mistake Ooh. on her part. It, it, kids, Erwan, uh an Equinox gym, uh a Fred Siegel. It's wow. it's, it's so dumb. It is not wow. it is not at all the valley that I know and love, but I do kind of love it anyway. Um I what I okay, I feel optimistic. Because I don't think polls work. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do think that, like, aside from, you know, like, super, super partisans, the whole thing of, like, our brand is a shitty villain. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't believe that that has, like, will mm-hmm. gain traction. And I do think that there is a lot on the line. I do think it will be less bad than it normally is for the incumbent party. However... I hate the fact that um, the best case scenario is like less than terrible news plus violence. Mm-hmm. Because like cuz now it's all set up that like if the Democrats do better than we think they're going to do then it's like, well, they they it, there's it's trickery. Yeah. And then and then it's you know January 6th in like 13 different states, which yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. So I guess not good is what I guess ultimately the answer is not good.
1: Well, I think that's but, what that is. What is sort of that is what I'm feeling is is like even if things go you know better than expected, it's it will yeah. in an, in another way be worse. Like it just yes. feels like there is no great outcome. Right, um, right.
0: We, we there are some people I hope I don't ever hear from again oh, sure. after tonight. Oh. I would love I would love it if it were just like if Carrie Lake were swept. Uh, uh, off the national stage, and Herschel Walker, and Doctor Oz, and all of these mm-hmm. nightmare people. But
1: yeah, that'd
0: yeah. be nice. I don't know. We touched on
2: scared. this a bit. Clea, of course, is a returning champion to Homophilia. Very honored <laughs> to have she did back. Win that's like. um, did. Yes, that's right. And you've Just already buy won hair, again today buy a
1: hair. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh God, it was a nail biter.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: She's we back. she's w- in combat. We touched on this a little bit. I think in our conversation last time. This was in like early 2021, I think. But are you in a how 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 in the bubble how sort of in the progressive bubble are you are you in a position where you are having to like debate um political issues with loved ones very often
1: no but i think that's mainly i mean yes i think that there are people my my partner my my partner has a very big family i don't like i don't i don't have any family um that I'm that I'm like super in contact with. So, um, but she has a bigger family, and with that, just comes like a lot of different ideas, and um, so that it definitely exists within that. But it's not. But I am pretty like I live in a bubble, a hundred percent, like a gay it's, person who works yeah. in Hollywood. I'm pretty. Um, yeah, that's how we like it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And yet, a Katy Perry uh, posts oh today. God. It's LA's a mess. We gotta vote for Rick Caruso. Yeah. Take take it from me, a woman who killed a nun.
1: Yeah. We have to we have
0: to fix housing in Los Angeles.
1: Someone just told take me that from whole me. story. Uh, yeah. Isn't the it the other day? Wild? It's wild. Yeah. And then she didn't even get the property. That's no. the craziest part. No. It, then it's and like, what did well, to that property all that? I,
0: uh, I I believe it's still unsold.
1: Too. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of people dunking
2: on her. You know who. I mean, we don't need to just list off celebrities that have angered us, but <laughs> here we are. Chris Pratt. Gosh, mm-hmm. I, I is he a friend of yours, Clea, by any chance? He, no, no, okay. I don't know him. It, it, and I'm saying this in a joking way. This is parody. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to love to fight him. Um, so Clea, <laughs> yeah, we're here yes. not to talk about uh despicable celebrities. Um we're here to talk about the excellent show High School that you uh, have, have ushered into the world and that you are show running and is out now on Amazon 3D. Um, and uh, apparently I was just told has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which sounds like a miracle. Um, but j- tell us a little bit about just the the, the origin story. This, of course, is uh, Tegan and Sarah's show uh, mm-hmm. based on their, their book. But tell us a little bit of the origin story?
1: Uh, well, Tegan and Sarah and I have been friends for um, over a decade, and we've collaborated on several different projects. And when they release, when they were about to release their book, they gave me an early copy and I read it in a day and fell in love with it and called Tegan and just said, you know, your, your story is so incredible. The book is beautiful. You can't just hand this off to somebody else to to adapt if that if you're even thinking about that yet. Um, if you ever do want to adapt it, let me do it. And, you know, that way you can still, you know, have a say o- about how your story is being portrayed on screen and, you know, they thought about it for a while and And, um, and then decided that to that we would all go for it. And then we got um, a producer plan B um, on board and then took it out to um, to to pitch it and uh, partnered with Freebie. And then just, you know, I started writing scripts, and then we got the pickup, and then we brought Laura Kittrell, who's my co-showrunner, co-writer, on board, and she's amazing. Um, and then she and I broke the rest of the season and then made the show.
2: I, well, I'm just curious about the process of creating a show based on a true story and based on the lives of 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 actual friends of yours, um, but also knowing that you need to like extend the life of those characters a bit mm-hmm. and um kind of serialize it somehow. Uh how how difficult was it to like walk that line? Well
1: it took it took a little while to to navigate what was, you know, what what they were comfortable with in terms of you know what was okay. For me to fictionalize and what they what, what was you know what from the book did they not want in the show so we you know we had a lot of conversations about that and they were involved you know in the in the writing process in terms in the way that you know i would you know laura and i would write outlines and then give them to tegan and sarah and they would sign off on those or ask us to change things and then um and then we would write, write a script and then same thing like they just you know they they really um just weighed in about you know what they you know, what they felt good about and what they didn't. So it was, you know, it was, it was a con- an ongoing conversation throughout the entire process.
0: What was it about the book that grabbed you?
1: It I had never read a, a coming of age story that really felt like what I went through as a young queer girl. Um, and it just, it was so, it was so well captured. And, you know, I never really thought about telling a coming of age story as a, a writer director. and. But when I when I read this, it just felt like, oh yes, this is, you know, this feels like something that that I've never seen that that we could like bring something um, something new to the genre of coming of age stories.
2: So I re- one of the um, reviews. Uh, the- I, I forget where this was, but the headline said something like, high school is much less euphoria and much more my so-called life. And that's a really good <laughs> thing. And Adam, immediately I was like, I'm it. That's, yes. that's what I'm Sorry. looking for. Um, it, you know, it, will you just talk a little bit about like tone and what was important to you when it mm-hmm. came to, um, you know, creating that world?
1: Well, I've actually never seen my so-called life. Um, which was you know Tegan and Sarah talked about it constantly and I just somehow missed it I don't know how it happened I just never watched it um but you know I really I wanted the show to feel timeless I wanted it, you know even though it was a period a period film I always call it a movie and it's not period show you know set in the 90s I didn't want to lean too hard in the like in the nostalgia porn of it I really wanted to um I wanted it to feel like a story that could exist in any time and um, really treat it, you know, like more of an art film than a teen show. And um, and yeah, just always wanting it to feel very grounded and like having, you know, restraint in the visuals. So it didn't feel just like this, like sensory overload. I feel like sometimes with um, teenage shows, they can get very heightened in a way. And I really wanted to make sure that our world felt very like real and grounded, and you know what it would, what it looked and felt like, you know, because I was, a, I was a teenager in the 90s, and um, it was such a, a a unique time in history, but also like a unique time in my life that, you know, was good and bad, and wanted to be able to really capture um, those feelings without trying to like over dramatize them.
0: Right. So you still have not seen my so-called life. No will you ever
1: maybe maybe like if we if we don't get picked up for a second season or if we do and then when this I think when the show is not in my life anymore maybe I'll watch it because I just don't want to be I don't want to be influenced by it in any way especially because people are saying that it makes me feel very much like that's something I need to stay away from um sure but I will eventually
2: yeah it's only like 19
1: episodes which if even yeah it's one season
2: and um you know taken far too soon and by the way if, if there's ever weather like this it's pouring rain in los angeles right now that's a day that those episodes will go down real real nice <laughs> yeah. um so other than my so-called life obviously was not a direct influence for you but were there other shows that are movies that you were pointing to going into this going i want it to feel like this
1: it is raining so hard outside
2: yeah. Um, oh God. It's sorry. Pouring.
1: It is pouring. It just looked like someone on un- just like dumped a giant, yes. uh, like a, like a helicopter was flying over my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just for yeah. a second. Um, we were, uh, my DP and I, and, and the DP and the production designer had a lot of um, conversations about, and about what it, like the visuals. And we really, because the show was told in these split POVs, it was really you know, most of our conversations were about how, how can we do that and make it, make the audience really feel like they're in the POV of the character that they're they're following. Um, So it was, it was a lot of conversations about that. And then um, references, you know, pulling references from, you know, There, there was no like one specific thing that we were pointing to to be like, oh, we wanted to look like that or feel like that. We were, it was sort of just like creating a visual language from the show is where we start was our starting place. Yeah.
0: What was, what was on your list of things? Like, what what did you consume in your teen years in the nineties?
1: Oh wow, Um, I watched a lot of Facts of Life. That I, you know. Oh yeah. VHS tapes that I had recorded as a child that still watched. Um, I watched um, like Silence of the Lambs was a movie that I saw when I was like 13 that I was obsessed with. Um, I mean, I loved I listened to a lot of music. I listened to more music than I did watch things. Um, And I would watch a lot. Like I would find musical performances from people that I liked. Um, It was mainly just like women. Probably who, I mean, not probably like that. I really, that I had a crush on that. I would like seek out their music videos or perf- obscure performances. Um, but wow. I was really into female musicians just were like more inspiring to me when I was, were the most inspiring thing to me when I was young.
0: And what a time, the nineties.
1: What, yeah. So who are, I mean, we,
0: who, who are we talking? We're
1: talking PJ Harvey, we're talking Bjork, we're talking Courtney Love, uh, Kim mm-hmm. Deal. Josephine Wiggs, Tanya Donnelly, like Dolores O'Riordan, um, Justine from Elastica. I'm too self-conscious to say her last name. I've never felt <laughs> confident enough to say her last name properly, even though it sure. shouldn't be that hard. Um, yeah, those were those were the big those were the ones that I can remember having the collage God. that I made that I put on my wall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow god what a time yeah
1: it was a good time I for it music back. yeah it, I know was. Me too. it was an incredible
0: time for music it really was like so much like you could hear some of that stuff like on the on commercial radio
1: yeah
0: yeah shocking shocking Hear tanya donnelly on like top 40 radio yeah that's insane from yeah. today's perspective yeah You barely hear it now on like satellite radio when there are like 500 channels. There's almost no place for that. But that was like just plain old mainstream radio.
1: Yeah.
0: And we lived to see it. God damn.
1: We did. I feel very lucky that I grew up in the 90s. It was. Yeah. I didn't know it. I didn't have anything to compare it to, obviously. But like. When was the last time you guys think that the last sort of decade that had that much newness and excitement? Because I just don't see it now.
0: I yeah I don't either and you know there are a lot of explanations for that but I, but I you know uh, yeah I can't I can't the nineties were a massive leap forward yeah like culturally yeah now it's like technologically things in the last couple of decades have leapt forward but mm-hmm. culturally I don't know that we've you know I don't know there's a whole ton that's different how how do you how do you expose yourself to new artists now musically
1: my partner listens to a lot of music and usually when i'm driving in the car with her and she has you know her playlists or her spotify makes her playlists and then i if i like something then i'll start to listen to that Mm -hmm. yeah but i mostly just listen to what i listened to when i was a teenager Sure.
2: sure what about um what were you watching
1: um Facts of Life, which I said. I also yeah. was really into Twin Peaks. I loved, I was obsessed with Twin Peaks. I watched that repeatedly. Um, yeah. I don't really remember. I mean, I like, you know, like there were movies I really liked, like that movie Satisfaction with mm-hmm. Justine Bateman yeah. and Julia Roberts. I was really into that movie for some reason. Um, I liked uh that movie Stella with Ben. Yes. <laughs> like wow. I would just watch these sort of, I would find these like char- I was, I think what I was seeking was like characters who I could relate to. Yeah. And there were just yeah. so few of them that I would find those movies, like say anything was a movie that I watched over and over again. Um I'm trying, I don't remember that much of.
2: What about currently, what's in the, what's in the rotation currently in terms of what you're watching and loving?
1: Um, I, well, I watched the bear of like everybody and I watched and I loved that. Um, I'm watching a lot of, I'm going to see movies, like all the movies that are coming out right now. Um, like I, Tar is sort of the thing that I have seen the most recently that I can't stop thinking about. Um, so good. I just don't understand how they did that, how they, how he wrote that script and created that character. And then she brought it to life like that. I just, it just blows my mind. Um, and then, I mean, I started watching the, the new White Lotus, um, which I'm excited to continue. Um, I don't know, I watched The Patient.
2: Oh, yeah, The Patient is. meaning to check out. Um... I'm also watching Handmaid's Tale Uh, the minute it drops every week. And I love it (laughs) so much and uh, got to see you. Sadly, not enough of you. Uh, You said goodbye to June in what felt like a pretty final way. Is that the last we will have seen of you on The Handmaid's Tale?
1: I think so. They said no, but I don't see how it continues beyond that. Mm. But I, I mean, I don't know. They have
2: another season. Yeah. Seems like a war is coming. They're going to need all the support in Toronto that they
1: can
2: muster, so they might need you.
0: Yeah. Um, Most pressingly, um, when do you think we will get the Mindy Cone um, (laughs) revival, the Connaissance?
1: I don't know. Um, She was so funny. I feel like she, she she had a real hand in shaping my sense of humor. She was so fun. Oh, God, yeah. So natural. So natural. So natural. Yeah, I don't know, I um, think I know she, that she still is, works.
0: She does, yeah. She's in, I forget what it is, but she's in something sort of big that's coming. Oh, like, really? I'm, I'm, yeah, like I I believe that we will, that our culture has not seen the last of Mindy Cohn. That's exciting. Or, like, a massive scale, yes. I think we should that's be ready really for exciting. that. That's really exciting, yeah. I think that might be what we need.
1: That I think we need it, lacking. yeah. I need a Nancy McKeon resurgence Mm, um I recently realized that like that I first of all what's embarrassing it makes me feel so basic is is I really have a type and I very recently realized that that. they all look like Nancy McKeon I put all of the photos of like the girl I had a crush on in high school and like Kathleen Hanna and my partner now, and like Dita Von Teese, and I just like scrolled through all of them, and I was like, oh, they all look like Nancy <laughs> McKean. Really seeing my root in real time was very funny. Wow! Yeah.
2: I'm just doing a wow. quick check on Nancy McKean as while well. we're talking, just how she looking, <laughs> what she up to. She's looking yeah. great. um 56, married uh
0: Mark Andress yeah. in 2003.
1: That's okay. That's Affected. okay hope, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah good for it was an exciting character on a, on like what is what was essentially a kid's show
1: yeah Joe yeah Pol- very Czech. it was very yeah. important it was a very important sure. character for me
0: yeah. yeah
1: do you guys watch survivor though are you survivor fans uh,
2: Dave is your I, guy I'm
0: not. I'm not wait what we talked I've about this last time that, that
1: Cleo was on oh no no
0: no, I've never seen Survivor. Play the tape. I'm afraid. Yep. Let's. We. It's all on let's tape. Let's roll it. I might have roll lied, it back. but I. Yeah. No. I, n- okay. I never have. Uh, why is it? Is there one have of you the actors? Actress- no. Just- one of the
1: actresses okay. from facts of Life was oh. on it.
0: Yes, I do yeah. know. Yeah, mm. Kim Welchel, also former uh, mouse caretir. Uh, oh, I didn't know. Was you- on. Was on Survivor. Yeah. There also. Okay. And <laughs> and stop me if I told you this last time, but. Um. So Lisa Welchel, TV's Blair, kept a blog for a long time, like kind of a Christian mommy blog. She was sort of early in that space, Mm -hmm. and in response to it, there was another blog called the Blair Essentials or the Blair Necessities, (laughs) that kind of went through each post like paragraph by paragraph, and like
1: that is so was like a
0: mild and sometimes not mild takedown of of. Like, just what was happening? Um, it, That's very it's, funny. It's it was good stuff. Like there there was a lot of a lot of things where it was like, oh, it's you know, my mom and I went on like a biking tour of like wine country, but we don't like wine, and like and so we you know like we were always the first to want to leave all of the places and get you know our shit back on the bus or whatever, and like it it just seemed like every activity that she and her family did,
1: uh-huh.
0: it was like here's here's a story of how we ruined. Twenty other people's vacation, uh-huh. <laughs> just by being like zero fun at all. Um, I'm sure it's been pulled down, but there's a way back machine. I'll find it. The Blair essentials are necessities. I know. I, I
1: hope it's Blair they're... necessities. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. I mean, they're both good. They're both good.
0: Oh they're solid. Uh, last time we spoke, uh, you were you were doing uh, escape rooms. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that still an obsession?
1: It is, but now I've done them all in Los Angeles, so oh. I have to wait for new okay. ones to open. And there are some new okay. ones, but
0: what are some good ones in Los Angeles? Because I'm I'm now escape room curious.
1: Well, okay, there's one called the Stash House that's on Third uh-huh. that is very good. It's very very good. Okay. And then there's another company called Hatch Escapes, and they have a room called Lab Rat, and okay. that one the production on the production value on that one is really incredible um okay. and then those are sort of like the one-off rooms and then you know there are companies like 60 out has really good rooms um and then the maze rooms ones are you know some of them are really mm-hmm. there's are really great I'm trying to remember it's been a while since we've done them but i like also the basement ones i like scary things so that those are all like horror themed and those are really cool um
2: did you go to any any good uh haunted houses or 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 spooky escape room type places this past halloween
1: i did i did um there's this immersive experience called delusion that i've gone to the last few years have you ever done that
2: no but i just met somebody who is one of the like like characters oh really called yeah
1: they're very the actors are all really good and it like it sounds like a Nightmare Immersive Theater is something that before I knew what it was that sounded like something I would never want to do. But it's they're so good and the stories are really good and their production is really good. It's really it's very fun. Um And then there's another company that does it called Creep and they're amazing, but they didn't do their normal thing this year. Um And then I went to the Hayride like everybody does in L.A.
2: I did, too. And every year it's more
1: it's worse. Kid
2: friendly like for kids now it what used to be happened? so scary Why, what made it, it used
1: what to be scary?
2: i don't know i, I will that that guy that i was talking about who is in the extreme haunts business was telling me it's because they're under different ownership than when they first opened it. and yes it i guess used to be much i mean i know it used to be much scarier but not so much now
1: there well, is they don't like, have any people there are no people like when we went on it and we went on the actual hayride part there would sometimes there would be zero people and if there was someone it would be like one guy with a chainsaw
2: we kept feeling like uh, are we here during break like that's how
1: we uh, felt yes (laughs) there are a lot of moments
2: where it felt like this would be a great time to scare the shit out of me but no one is here to do it yeah there is one in uh this is way off the beaten path and this is much more in the extreme haunt territory but it's called the 17th door does that mean anything to you
1: I mean, I think I've heard of this, but I don't know what it is. Please tell me.
2: It's, I, I can all I can do is just warn you to never go to it. I mean, okay. It's because I also really love scary things. This is this is one of the things where like you got to sign a million waivers before you go oh, in, and no. you're signing your life away. And it is really a, It's called the 17th door because you go through 17 rooms, think it progressively scarier. But I'm all for scary monsters chasing me jumping out at me this is much more like one door is um a room with uh live cockroaches that they're going to put on you one room is you're going to sit down and they're going to literally uh shock you there are going to be electric shocks what the 17th door the final one you are uh essentially waterboarded. You're like trapped in this yeah. tunnel and flow. I mean, it, it was the most, uh, and also by the way, there was a, a real loose, like kind of through line narrative that was all about like the tyranny of um COVID regulations.
0: Oh, oh my no! God. Like, that, so oh crazy. No. Oh. that
2: was uh, like, even the, the most terrifying part was it was like, oh my God, I think everyone here is, is like a mega lunatic on top of all of it. Anyway. Oh my God. Uh, oh, wow. I, so you did a- this.
0: I did this. Oh I'll my never god. do this year last year.
1: Oh last my year. god.
0: That's honestly a terrifying like haunted house idea is like dinner with your conservative relatives. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And like and then maybe maybe somebody jumps out or whatever. Um there is a there's a thing called Museum of Home Video that's online museumofhomevideo.com I think or .org but I think .com. They um uh, they broadcast every Tuesday night. It's it's the people who used to run Cinefamily. They're just they're oh, cool. like video kind of archivists and and they collect uh, crazy shit. And last week or the week before, it was a long compilation of um, morning show field reporters going oh through God. haunted houses oh, yeah. on Halloween and getting the shit scared out of them. That's even though it's like broad daylight and they're like a third of the people are working and it's like you know hi I'm Monica and this is you know Tulsa wake up it's seven or whatever the show is but it's like it's super bright and the and the people are legitimately getting scared to death and that's <laughs> so that's good. all I need that's the comedy that's the haunted house that's all I need
1: that's very funny
0: I'm I'm, I'm fully complete
1: with that I like that. Uh,
0: did you get trick-or-treaters oh yeah good question. no
1: we don't live in a trick-or-treater no. friendly na- neighborhood mm, it was okay, disappointing that's But
0: cool. okay. that's a shame
2: so we have about- w- gotten a little b- taste of what you were listening to and watching and d- what you were sort of into artistically in high school but um, w- what else w- what was the sort of social vibe what was high school clea Duval, up to
1: Well, in the beginning of high school, I didn't really have, I started my high school halfway through the sophomore year. So that was a tough, you know, a tough, uh, tough start. But then I started to make friends and I went to LOCSA, the LA County High School for the Arts. Um, So it wasn't the sort of like stereotypical American high school experience. Everybody was a little bit weird. So you know the coolest kids at our school were you know one of them was like an, in the theater department the other one was like a, a professional tagger so it wasn't yeah. you know that football cheerleader situation um and i i kind of got along with everybody but i wasn't like popular i didn't like the school part was not easy for me um but socially i did i did okay
0: yeah what was what's a popular crowd like at an la arts high school
1: they're just the coolest people you know the the i don't know like the girl like the girl that i had a crush on in high school who was the most popular girl in school at the time you know wore like dickies coveralls before you know in the and now i know everyone's wearing that but in the 90s nobody did like she would show up in her coveralls in her like yellow cadillac with her like lipstick and smoking cigarettes and like it was you know it was that was the cool girl she doesn't that get everybody cooler than that. wanted to be to be yeah. like i tried so hard uh, to make her be interested in me and she just never was
0: yeah and where is she now
1: this is really sad i just found out that she passed away
0: oh god
1: yeah because oh, i the, with right? like working on the show i was like oh let me see what people from high school are up to and i found out that she died oh god so upset yeah it's really sad
2: were there other people that you reconnected with
1: no i no i'm not i don't know anyone that i went to high school with um no it was not a, a a big part of my life what about you guys I went
0: to a very small all boys high school, so I sort of can't help but, you know, bump into, you know, it, it was also like a 7th to 12th. So we, mm-hmm. uh, we you know, uh, we spent a lot of time with each other and a lot of, uh, during our formative years. And I don't keep in touch with most of them, but like I, I have tabs on all of them mm-hmm. because, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, not re- like now when I, when I go home and there's like, hey, we're getting the guys together. I'm like, I don't. No, i'm not I'm not gonna do that. I never yeah. thought I would be like that but i'm 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 kind of like
1: all right yeah you're good
0: just saying everyone for me you know yeah be uh, doing something else yeah Matt i it's t- i mean I, I'm from
2: a, literally a village in southern Ohio so you know I have a lot of like friends who have become born again Christians and have gotten very strange ideas about uh, who they should vote for and you know uh, and I, I sort of just like started viciously cutting people out um mm-hmm. after like one attempt at a conversation and then just uh, you know callously like slicing them out of my life and uh, yeah I, I there's definitely a lot of hurt feelings there i think mm-hmm. uh from all of them i'm actually going back there later this week and we'll see if i'm mm-hmm. forced to reckon with any of that but i am i uh, I mean, I think this probably is connected to the same thing we were talking about about just that that time culturally, mm-hmm. um, and the I don't know the craving that a lot of us have to go back there to the to the '90s and like I am I'm I'm feeling that about my my personal life too. Like I am feeling like a desire to heal some of those things, but it's just mm-hmm. so hard when it's like. No, but I also remember what you posted on Facebook when yeah. uh, after the like George Floyd uprisings and I I, I can't be your friend. But, you know, there's there's yeah. uh, that is definitely sort of top of mind for me at yeah. the moment. Yeah. It's
0: tricky. It's it tricky. tricky. Yeah. Um oh, I did I um my the my, my like my high school version of the the uh, what the girl you oh, were uh-huh. with. It um, was, was like in my friend group, and I was so obviously like just hot for him in mm-hmm. every conceivable way. That was, you know, that was plain as day to everyone, but like him and my parents and
1: right. important <laughs> right.
0: people. Um, anyway, straight, married, whatever. Um, he, under a different name, comes up in my memoir a lot, but he he and his wife showed up to my reading in D.C., where they now live, and like I reconnected with him, and I clicked with his wife, and we've like kind of stayed in touch. And she was pregnant, and I am now that kid's godfather. Oh,
1: that's so cool! And that's
0: like it was really nice. Like so, that was actually like I, I just kind of poo pooed the whole the high school thing, but there was one nice recent
1: development. That, that is was, really nice. That was it,
0: and he still looks good.
1: That's that's also nice. Also, most important, yeah. most
0: importantly. Most he did importantly, that for he you. Held together. He did. Yeah. He did. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that.
1: Did and he other, know other... that you that you were he? Did he know that you were talking
0: about him? Uh, I was like, I should tell him before he dives into the book. And then we went out and we had a really lovely time and I totally didn't. And then the <laughs> next day I just emailed like, by yeah. the way, you yeah. are Jim. Yeah. Jim is you. But yeah. like, he would have figured it out. And it's all water. It's water under
1: the bridge. Probably flattered. Jeremy you know, story. I, I, yeah, sure. not be? The people who didn't yeah. make the book are probably the ones who are the most hurt.
0: They're the ones who are angry. Yeah. They're the ones whose anger turned them towards Donald
1: yeah. Trump which is why I'm here today.
2: <laughs> Other than the, the um, mm. crush on uh, the amazing girl with the, you know, lipstick and the um, the Dickies coveralls, were you dating in high school?
1: I was, I had my first girlfriend when I was um, 16 and, or going into, maybe I was almost 17. I was young. I w- and I had my first girlfriend, but nobody knew. And then when I went, got in, went into my senior year and prom was coming up, she was like, well, I'm going to prom with you. And I was like, no, you're crazy. Nobody can, nobody can know that we're dating. So I'm gonna go with my other friend who is also gay, even though we've never discussed the fact that both of us are gay. Um, and she was really upset. And then eventually I came around and I was like, okay, fine, you can come with me. And I was the first kid at my high school to bring a same sex date to the prom. But what I did not anticipate was that everyone going to a school where everyone is like weird and unique and artistic and interesting that people would like that and be like, I oh, wish I had thought of that. And then after it was just like a school ended a couple weeks after prom. And I have never been more popular than the final two weeks of school. Those people uh, being so like, good. "Oh, you're gay. That's so cool," you know, and like girls throwing themselves at me. And I was like, uh, "Well, man. if I if I had only known, I should have pulled this out much uh, earlier." I mean, I had a girlfriend. We were happy. We but we broke up. It didn't last.
0: Well, and where is she?
1: Um, I don't know. We haven't. We have. We actually didn't have a very good breakup, and then we haven't spoken. Okay. We haven't spoken. I mean, since probably I was 18 years old. Okay. So I don't. Know.
0: And and the male friend
1: the ma- we, I think that maybe we ran into each other at some point somewhere, but we, we didn't stay friends. I really liked him though. I think I wish we yeah. had had stayed friends. He's cool. Yeah, but I can't remember must- his last name. So oh. I can't Google him.
2: Mm, sir, if you're listening, reach out. <laughs> um, you must've had so many great conversations creating this show about this stuff because i think it's tegan's character has a has a very similar situation with her best friend right yeah
1: yeah yes yeah in the in the book with the boy
2: no i'm sorry dating her best friend dating her her best friend secretly oh sarah 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 sorry sarah
1: yeah. yeah yeah there were yeah there was a lot that i connected connected with on the you know being a closeted teenager figuring that out or the you know your drunken interactions with girls that then either like ruins your friendship or you just don't never talk about it again a lot of kind of confusing moments um yeah that i de- there was definitely a lot to draw from not only from the book but from my own life and Laura Laura and i've had many conversations about <laughs> our teenage longings
0: yeah yeah. Uh, so how, uh, how, how are you living now? How's, uh, uh, your relationship in a end stage, potentially COVID world?
1: Oh, I thought you meant the end stage of our relationship. And I was like, maybe you yeah, know something I don't. I thought we yeah, were yeah, doing how, great. It's yeah. 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 How
0: is this uh, relationship attending?
1: Um, <laughs> she hasn't told me, um, mm. she just texted me about if we had tomatoes or not and it seemed like everything was fine. Um, <laughs> the it's great like it's really it's really wild to be we've been together for 10 years and to be in a relationship that evolves and you know when we started out it was you know we i just we were just not very good at communicating with each other and then um learning how to navigate that and like going to couples therapy and figuring out how to sort of like i don't know finally deal with our shit and what that has produced is like such a loving healthy relationship that is really you know fulfilling in a way that I didn't know a relationship could be I always thought work would be the most important thing I ever did but
2: yeah. it's nice wait so it's not
1: <laughs> it still is don't say anything to her about okay, it but okay good <laughs> no but it is yeah
2: what is a day in the life right now are, are you finished is you finished with production
1: Yes, we're done with the show. The show is out, and now we're Laura and I are working on. We're in a mini room for the second season. We don't have a pickup yet, but they had us start a mini room and in case. Um, That's good sign. Yeah, it's not a terrible sign. So we're um, on Zoom or
2: know, in I- IRL.
1: We're still on Zoom. Um, yeah. That's good. That's reasonable. It is. It's nice. I mean, I, I think it would be fun to be IRL, but. It's also just so much more convenient. I'm so used to Zoom now. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like to just go like this and and touch my dog. Yeah, I know. My you know cats I mean? come
1: in and out of the room all day. It's really nice. Yeah,
0: it's nice. Yeah, like the energy of, of a real life room is like is is terrific. But it's also it turns out to be a little bit overrated. It's yeah. nice to be home. It is. You're you're and it's missing just the two the... of us. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Oh right, we're just two people, yeah. So
2: not it's... not the same not the same level of uh, room bits as when there's like ten of you arguing over the one no. shorter.
1: she does mute me a lot if I make <laughs> a joke that she doesn't like. She mutes me, and that that's fun for us. Um, but when I have I have an animated show that I created with two of the writers from Veep um, called Housebroken. Uh-huh. That is um, that was my first time in like a big writers room with comedy people. And it was really fun. I really enjoyed that, and um, still enjoy it. It's still happening, but um, that I, I learned a lot. And it was really it was my my first time doing something like that. And I do think that I would want to do that more and do that IRL. But um, for this for high school, it's just a different. You know, it's so yeah. like quiet that it's having just two of us is better
2: intimate so the two of you are on on zoom together you're Mm you're having mini room from assuming of i don't know a few few hours a day and what what else is going on in a typical day right now
1: um i mean that's really taking up a lot of most of my time it's like a 9 30 to 5 thing and then you know exercising in the morning family time at night going Mm -hmm. to the movies seeing friends um it's a it's escaping from rooms escaping from rooms um yeah it's i I live a very uh simple simple life quiet it's a beautiful thing yeah
0: it's a beautiful thing what are you guys doing during
1: the day uh
0: this you know i mean we both have you know uh a variety of jobs so it's you know it's just a you know it's a day full of meetings and assignments and you know, to, workouts and whatnot. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I refuse to go past uh, seven really. That's so like I'll yeah. get up at the crack, but like I want I want to be I want the laptop closed. I want a, a chilled tequila in my hand. Yeah, I want Casey Kasem on the radio.
1: Yeah, <laughs> at
0: like seven p.m. Cheese on a cracker.
1: That sounds um,
0: great. I'm inflexible on that. Yeah, um, so that's kind of that's kind of a life, Matthew. Same.
2: I mean, the other days are, are all so different. Um, I don't know. Today I got acupuncture and uh, got my physical, my annual physical, and now I'm here. Um, and uh, tonight we'll probably go see another movie at the Americana like we do every other see? night. Um, I think Till.
1: Oh yeah. I it want might to be see the that. only thing we
2: haven't seen yet. Uh, We're going quite a bit. i giving Rick Crusoe far too much of our money. The other problem is that I'm such a psychopath about seeing every single trailer, Mm -hmm. even though I know I've seen them all. And they're obviously very easy to watch at home, but I need that experience. And I want us, I want the stacks and the bathroom and everything to happen without rush before sitting down. So all that to say, without fail, we're on our way. And I'm like, we're going to have to valet. And it feels so gross to be valet parking at the Americana. It is literally only because I will freak out if I don't see the uh
1: I'm the same. The trailers, it's but important. it's yeah. important. Yeah,
2: these are the priorities. Um, everybody, watch High School. Uh,
0: Amazon Freebie. Amazon yes. Freebie. Where do we get Amazon Freebie?
1: Oh, and then also House Broken has two holiday episodes coming out, um, I think, on December 4th fourth or fifth. We've been off the air for a while, but we're kind of before we're, we're coming back next summer, but we have these two holiday episodes, um, coming out on, uh, on December 5th. Great. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. Thank Don't you. have to go to the Americana to see that. No, no. That is at home. Creative all happy holidays. Thank happy you. election
1: day. Thank you.
0: Let us, let us I don't I don't even know how to finish that sentence. I mean, uh, this like, of let, let,
1: let us just be let celebrating us. by the time this just comes. let
2: us just yeah. let us. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. this is out on Friday and hopefully we'll have something to, you know, live for yeah. by then.
0: Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thinking happy thoughts. Yes. Thank you, Clay, Thank Thank you so, so much, much for having for being me. here.